Good morning. This is Kylie, your host. Welcome to Coffee with Kylie. I'm having my coffee this morning for the first time in a long time without milk. And it's very different. And I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I drank all my milk yesterday. And I didn't even think about it to be prepared for this morning. I wasn't even thinking. But, okay, you know, that is what it is. Uh, What are we thinking about this morning, you guys? I have a few things on my mind. Um, I feel the one thing at the forefront right now is, you know, positioning yourself in such a way so that you make money. You know, I feel like ever since I was little, ever since I started working, actually, when I was about 13 or... No, 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 no. I was maybe nine years old when I really started... When I started making money, when people started giving me money in exchange for work. And I remember, like, feeling so powerful. (laughs) And not powerful over other people, for crying out loud, powerful over myself and like powerful over my own life and I just felt like it made sense like this is how things are supposed to be I I can generate you know energy and and a service or something in exchange for money and I can do whatever I want with that money so and, and that's when I kind of just figured... I mean, it just... Everything just, like, fell into place. Like, money makes the world go round. I mean... Call it what you want, but that's the truth. <laughs> um, you know, I am... I am... I am, like, all imagination, yes. But money does make the world go round. It's like, you have an imaginal act, a thought... About seeing yourself, you know living well or whatever it's not like everyone has the you know incredibly different dreams it's like you want to be happy you want to you know maybe be be married maybe have kids like you maybe want to live in a house like you know these are pretty basic things but you know the variances in like the details and what it looks like kind of for you so but how do you expect those things to happen like you can't think that money won't be involved and it's not like you know I was listening to Neville yesterday or the other the other day and you know the Bible says to be careful for the love of money for the money is the root of all evil love of money the love of money is the root of all evil and okay you know yes when you're so fixated on the money part, just like money for money's sake, that's different than like what you're going to do with it. And um, I personally, I don't know what it is about me because my family is not wealthy. My family doesn't talk about money like con- like it just isn't a conversation. You know, it's just sort of independence is been the closest thing to a money conversation you know like me needing to be independent and take care of myself essentially that's as far as it ever went but 
The truth is, I've always loved the idea of money. And I always had such an interesting experience, you know, with several, many, many, many different jobs. You know, I always had several jobs at a time. I love working. I love making money. I love working and I love making money. I love like giving myself into the world and then like that being the, the like being rewarded for it or not rewarded, just, you know, being valued for it and appreciated for it. And in those forms of those forms being in the form of money. <laughs> uh, so, you know, a lot of people today, I think, or that I've seen, it's like you can't be a spiritual person and like money. You can't, you know, you can't be a humble person and like money and, you know, support big money. You know, there's like a limit to it. You can only make so much and then you can, you know, still be a humble guy. And I find, you know, no person is necessarily greater than another because we all wake up in the morning, we all eat food, we all have human basic human needs that you can't control. I mean, you can't escape them. Like they are they are we're bound by these needs. We're bound our body bound by our bodies. But you know, hold on, I need another sip of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're I mean, we're bound by our bodies. And I don't see humans differently for that reason, but I do find the the vastness of states like that people are in incredibly fascinating, you know. I really wonder what the state of being a billionaire is like like I haven't had that experience in this life I just wonder what it's like and I wonder you know only because I wonder what it's like to have so many things circulating in your mind that you have to consider as a billionaire you know I wake up in the morning you know and I have my coffee and I get ready for my day and I get dressed and I you know I'm thinking about the work that I might do for the day, the things I might create, you know, how I might move my body, what I'm going to eat, you know, these kinds of things. And I wonder what the thoughts are that run through the minds of the billionaires of the world every day. Like, who are they considering other people? Are they thinking about other people? Are they thinking about how grateful they are? Are they thinking about, you know, the same numbers that I think about, but only in and greater greater numbers you know what I mean like I think about you know my rent or like how I'm gonna budget or what I'm gonna buy the wheat for the month and like food and I don't know I think about those kinds of things but then I wonder how billionaires think like do they just think okay I need to pay the the property tax of these places of you know I, and I maybe this is a silly thing to go on and on about but I just wonder, I just wonder, (laughs) and I wonder, you know, what 
was the bridge of events that brought them there, you know? There are many, many people in this world who, you know, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Yes, this is like a thing. And it's a very easy thing just because when you're in a state, it's easy to maintain that state because it feels natural to you. So the people who, you know, it's hard, it's harder, I guess, it's harder to go from one state to another when you've never experienced it before. That's a beautiful challenge of life that I'm, you know, we should all enjoy, take advantage of rather than just staying in our state because that's no fun um and you don't really learn a lot by doing that so a lot of these people a lot of rich people have been rich you know that's my point a lot of wealthy people have been wealthy but what fascinates me even more are those of whom came from nothing and then became just moguls you know and I don't like to think that, I mean, people taking advantage of people is also a state, and that's not something you want to just pretend doesn't exist, because it does exist, and, but there's got to be a way to have success and benefit everyone involved, so these are just some things I'm thinking about this morning, you know. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering what these thoughts will lead to. You know, the other thing I want to share is um, when it comes to your dreams, you guys, I woke up this morning and I had a pretty, what someone might consider a disturbing dream. In my dream, I, I killed one of my friends because she knew something that I couldn't risk being found out. I don't know. I don't actually know the thing, what the thing was that she knew, but had she found out or had she even accidentally told someone, even just one person, it would have ruined my whole, I guess, life. (laughs) And so in the dream, what I did is I, I, kind of conned her in a way I brought her to a bathroom and I put blush on her cheeks and then I killed her like I shot her with a gun and um, and then I got rid of the body and it turned out later you know a lot of there was a lot of police investigating and it was kind of scary for me to just have to know that I'd move I'd, I'd have to live with that secret and also I'd have to um, move through the bridge of the police not finding out and then just like wait until they kind of let it go kind of thing and then after a while I realized damn maybe I shouldn't have killed her the other thing I just remembered is an old old friend of mine another friend of mine um, Egypt was what I called him because he was Egyptian and he appeared in the dream which is so strange now that, now that I think about it um, but that's I'll have to explore that later. But anyway, I killed my friend. I didn't realize that it wasn't necessarily needed. Um, But then the dream evolved. And what ended up happening in the dream was I killed, I actually killed a baby 
I killed a baby. The, my friend, had, I guess my friend in my mind turned into a baby or maybe the dream switched over to another dream where this time it was a baby, but the same message was trying to be, trying to be conveyed to me. Um, so it was a baby and I killed a baby so that another baby could be born. And that is a little more interesting to me because I think it is incredibly symbolic for whatever reason. I'm not sure the reason yet. Um, It's always important to note how you feel about the dream when you wake up. So the way I felt was, you know, first of all, I woke up much earlier than I normally do, like an hour and a half earlier. So I could have, I could have gone through another sleep cycle to try to figure it out. But at the same time, I wanted to wake up to to take advantage of the earliness of the day. So I'm trying to remember how I felt, and I think I felt like just not not even disturbed really. I wasn't disturbed. I wasn't upset. I was just thinking that maybe it wasn't necessary. You know, maybe that wasn't necessary. Maybe my actions weren't necessary. And I have I think it has to do with feeling like when you're feeling a certain way that you don't like, it's not always necessary to try and supplement it with something else because that's something else or some other feeling, maybe not right away, and maybe let things run their course, like run their life course, because, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense actually, because, you know, there's a time to be born, there's a time to die, there's a time to laugh, and there's a time to cry, you know, so... I think I needed to, I needed to just let things run their course. And that is such an interesting thing to contemplate, especially when you study Neville Goddard because when you realize all things are possible, it's like you want to just jump right into the things that are possible that you want. And yes, that's very seductive. But also it can be a little superficial initially when you don't see the beauty in all things and when you don't appreciate those things. And this happens, I think, maybe before you realize that all things are good uh, because all things are made of God, you know? And I think it's really wonderful to kind of be in a place that I am now where I really see things as all good. In other words, I don't necessarily find I need to be revising all the time or imagining things a certain way all the time because I have faith in my greater my greater overall vision, my greater overall imaginal act of life that I'm living. And just sort of softening into the waxing and waning of things and you know being at the mercy of my bodily needs because that in and of itself creates outpicturing of 
strain, restraint. <laughs> Meanwhile, the power of the universe is my own imagination. So, you know, this is a really specific kind of place that we live in. And being human is a very specific kind of creature. And planet Earth is a very uniquely designed environment for us. So I feel we would do well to perhaps observe it more, perhaps savor it more, and not necessarily be so caught up in that trajectory that we're trying to execute. Meanwhile, I mean, and I know, you know, after I just spoke about, you know, being a billionaire. (laughs) Oh, God. It is a little funny, you know. It's just funny because it it is up to you at the end of the day what it's going to be like. Anyway. Um, So... We're here. It's the morning time. We're having our coffee. And I think, you know, it's a good idea to kind of do a little inventory of your mind in the mornings and uh, see where you're at. Because it's just going to tell you how your whole day is going to go, basically. And there's nothing better there's nothing that feels better than getting your mind right and there's nothing more productive really that you can do than getting your mind than get your mind right because everything else is just an echo literally and um the best part is that it's not you doing the work oh and i have to say this also this is a this is an important thing You know, yesterday and the days prior, I've been really reflecting on, I've been really reflecting on what it means to, like, ask for help. Because the small-minded man, the, like, simple man, the ego man, the, like, little man, he thinks that he's, can do everything. Especially when a person like me, for example, I was so, um... Like, the feedback I got so much as a kid was, wow, Kylie, you're so independent. And people would tell me that all the time, and I'd be like, I guess I am independent. Yeah, I am independent. And independent meaning I depend only on me. And that just sort of stuck with me for a long time, and it created a a life of, like, um, isolation in a way emotionally isolated, mentally isolated, and uh, physically isolated. And, you know, those things are great, you know, as a philosopher, you know, those things are great. But the deeper, more human, like, animal part of me, just the rawness, like, the humanness of me, wants more than that. 
I need more like closeness, you know, and I was slowly emerging out of the old state of quote unquote independence into a new state of dependence, not dependence, but and not even codependence because those have a negative connotation in a way, you know, just because of my programming, my my state of independence being the ideal when it's really not necessarily the ideal. Um, so moving from what, that state to coexistence, really, um, it's interesting now to be here in this pandemic with all of my loved ones and friends and everything just like all like at a distance but now it's at a concerted distance it's like we really have to make sure that we don't interact you know closely and that is such a you know had it had this whole thing happened when I was more independent quote-unquote independent and not even happily so just sort of like feeling safer to be distant from people um just for fear of not getting hurt you know fear of getting hurt I guess emotionally mentally all those things physically like I now it's like oh wait no that's this is really not the right way so to imagine that you're with people when you're not is like that's it's like putting setting in motion all of the things that will happen when everything does happen when the world starts kind of moving again and um but I wanted to really acknowledge the power in asking for help from other people and you need to be able to do this to really get the most out of life and and I'm you know I'm watching big leaders of the world and I watch kind of and I was and as I just to circle back here and finish up I guess with regard to those billionaires they can't be a billionaire by themselves. They can't run an entire corporation or several corporations or, you know, worlds or not worlds, I'm sorry, countries and places and people. They can't do that alone. They really do rely on other people. And this is like a new venture for me to trust other people and and work with other people and ask for help because it's like a level above independence and whereas once upon a time I thought independence would just would take me to infinity with regard to success so something to really take note if you I don't know if you relate at all to that but um a really powerful lesson I think and I'm excited to explore it especially in a play in a world now where it's like seemingly impossible because I'm getting the most out of this lesson now so that's all I have to say for the morning I hope you enjoyed and I hope you have a really really beautiful day